Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode 178 of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Your host, your hope, I'm your hope, your host, Nate Maxson, here with you. And uh, this week, yeah, we've been off for a few weeks. We haven't had shows, just some scheduling conflicts and stuff. But we are back to continue the fall of fuckery. Yes, the poor pay-per-view slash super show reviews that we've been doing. Of course, we've already done December to Dismember. We did the UWF Blackjack Brawl this week. This week, I, I will introduce my co-hosts in just a second. This one, all right, bad wrestling. Normally, I watch it, I laugh, I cry. I might go, oh my God, sigh. But mostly it just entertains me. Bad wrestling can be entertaining and it's very entertaining. Watching this show that we are going to watch this week, I didn't laugh, I didn't cry. I cried. This show made me angry. Oh, yeah. And... Before we before we uh, proceed, I will introduce my co-host. Of course, my brother Aaron is here. Hello, everybody. And uh, Mr. Mark Brew is here as well. How you doing? This show is WCW New Blood Rising. <clears throat> and this show is everything I hate. And, and I just I just wanted to vent before because I'm gonna have a lot of venom during this show. This show is everything I hate. And to put it in perspective for regular listeners of the show that know me, I would rather watch three hours of Kenny Omega than ever watch this garbage again. <laughs> this is the worst pay-per-view of all time. It is. Like like I said, we have watched some bad shows in the past, but at least they were bad, like entertaining bad. This is literally the worst pay-per-view. That Heroes of Wrestling thing, even that is a train wreck. They did this completely seriously they thought they were doing something fucking good with this thing and we're going to get into it and i'm going to dissect it and i'm glad mark and Aaron are here with me because we're going to have some fun doing it but <laughs> can i do this you defecate this <laughs> no it, it was a they were defecating when they were putting this on <laughs> this is the height of vince rousseau who i loathe um you know those you know those things like uh Choco pens, like it's a pen, and you write with, but it's like chocolate. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's like a. Vince Rousseau wrote this with like a cacao pen, like you just, <laughs> it's all poo shit. Uh, can I dub this one the super shit show? <laughs> what I'll say about Russo is at this time, you know, you go back to the WWF era, and we've we've talked at length about him uh, before on the show, so we don't have to go too deep into it. But Russo is fine as an idea man, as part of a team. With a filter. But Russo with no filter doing his own thing is not he's not he's not a wrestling booker. He's not a, even a wrestling writer. He's because because if you look at the show, he's not even a writer. He calls himself a writer. He's not a writer. This is like sixth grade writing. This is this is uh, you're 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 uh, uh, we'll get into it. We're gonna get into it. I'm I, I'm full of piss and vinegar this week. Um, this, this is like make a wish booking. <laughs> make a wish it didn't happen booking. Right. Um, before we start with New Blood Rising, though, I want to encourage everybody to join our Facebook group. If you are not already a member of said Facebook group, just look up the We Can't Wrestle podcast on Facebook. And uh, of course, check out Mark's show, Mark's in the Spotlight on the WrestleNet Radio Podcast Network, Aaron's show, The Year That Was, and of course, our buddy, Mr. Archie Mitchell, with If You Smell What the Arch is Cooking every single week. Um, 
And of course, Reliving the Extreme with myself, Aaron, and Chad Austin. If you're listening to this show, you're already listening to that show. So we know that's going on. But uh, support all of us and all of the things going on here at the WrestleNet Radio Podcast Network because big things are coming um, in the new year. We are going to start. We are going to start doing more of a. I've got ideas for some more fan participation, uh, some video components. We're going to get serious about YouTube. There's a lot of stuff coming up in the future for the We Can't Wrestle podcast and the WrestleNet Radio podcast network. Now that I have done all of that, so we don't have to do it later. Let's talk about WCW New Blood Rising. <sighs> <laughs> Blood pressure rising. <laughs> yeah, no right shit. <laughs> it should. It, it sh- I shouldn't watch a wrestling show and be angry. It shouldn't happen. It. it but <laughs> it sucks so bad that it pisses you off. Mm-hmm. But it's also a show that people can say what they want to say. But WWF, like Vince, wasn't watching people's stuff, like other companies' stuff. But he had other people watching it. Mm-hmm. Say you're somebody that works for Vince and you watch this, and then Vince is like, How was it, pal? We got nothing to worry about, boss. We're in the clear. We're and, in and, like Flynn. We have and, nothing to worry about. And to make to make it perfectly clear, and yeah, there's some wrestlers on this show that I'm not a huge fan of, but to make it per- perfectly clear, just so everybody knows, as we pick this show apart, we're not picking the wrestlers apart. You know, nah, you got a nah. you got a you got a talented roster here. And they do what yes, indeed. you do. Yes. What you do what they're telling you to do because they're paying you. So exactly. So yeah, the show is uh, August thirteenth, the year two thousand, Vancouver, British Columbia, at the Pacific Coliseum, six thousand six hundred and fourteen in attendance. And the only way WCW is getting an attendance this size at this time is to go outside the United States because you know they're doing like. 500 people at house shows and stuff at this point. This company is a shell of its former self. Um, the opening video, I'm already pissed. I wrote that down. I'm already pissed <laughs> because the opening video highlights one of, one of, if not the stupidest decisions in the history of professional wrestling, turning Goldberg heel. How fucking stupid was that? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, well, God, this show made me so mad. <laughs> yeah, that, back then that was a dumb move. He's kind of done it to himself now, where, you know, right, the whole yeah. drop and take her thing. People are pissed <laughs> about that. But, like, business perspective, dumbass move. It's like, it's like we have, um, we're, 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 we're up against it against the WWF. They're kicking our ass. Um, what's your idea, Vince? Bro, let's take our, our, Biggest name, babyface, <laughs> and nonsensically, nonsensically turn him heel. Not even building an angle for it, or and we're gonna get into. Oh, Aaron knows. Aaron knows. I, 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 Aaron knew when he was watching this that I was gonna be mad when we get into the. That's not on this piece of paper. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. The, so, a, anything on the opening video, guys? <laughs> before we. No, WCW's opening videos were always dumb. They always sucked. And they always, it's just, yeah, they were like they were like high, high school AV club. <clears throat> yeah, quality. I, I I mean, the only part of it that I really enjoyed was whenever they had uh, Booker T talking shit, and he's like, "Don't hate the player, hate the game." <laughs> he's 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 the best thing about this company at this time. Yeah, hands down, no no doubt about it. Booker T, Booker T, and we'll get into it later. Not the match he was in at this show, 
But Booker T, Lance Storm, and Mike Awesome are the three best things about WCW at this point. But, yeah. um, That's we'll, saying something. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get into the Lance Storm, Mike Awesome, because I went through the fucking roof on that. But anyway. Book, um, book said it, and I read it in Hogan's books. And you gotta, when you read Hogan, you got to whatever. Grain of salt. But, but, but Booker, I believe I, I heard Booker talk about it once, too, was that um, – Hogan told him that he told Booker that he thought Booker delayed his career by staying in WCW. Like he's like you out of like basically said out of all these guys, you know, not talking about guys that had already been to Vince or whatever, but he said out of all these guys that are, that have been in this locker room the whole time, he's like, you're the, you're the guy that should have, should have went there. Yeah. Should have, should have broke away. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know that Vince offered the not Vince, but you know the WWF had offered Harlem Heat contracts and shit. Mm-hmm. They were probably just comfortable doing what they were doing. And yeah, they. Um, I know for sure. I know for sure that they they made overtures to them. I think it was either ninety five or early ninety six to Harlem Heat both. But yeah. that's what he said. Hogan said, "Is all these guys? You're the guy that should Vince would fucking love you." And Vince did. Yeah, <laughs> and Booker's t- still there to this day. Yep. We got our commentating team of Tony Schiavone, Scott Hudson, and Big Fat Mark Madden. Um, Mark Madden, Madden All the of shame member, <laughs> Mark Madden. You have to throw that in there. It is an honor. Um, I will say this about, uh, we've talked about Schiavone before, and obviously we've talked about Madden. Scott Hudson was decent. He was decent. Yeah. He was a decent commentator. He was also, I'll just say it. He was, um, he was the guy Vince Rousseau put in that booth because he knew that he would go with the whole shit that, well, like what we're gonna talk about later. Like the, like you know the yeah. Tony Sh- Tony Schiavone isn't gonna wholeheartedly sell that shit, and you see it later on. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Scott's a guy that at this time is trying to look for, you know, he's trying to move yeah. up in the world. So he's going to do what Vince Rousseau asks him to do because Vince Rousseau's the boss. Yeah. The opening match, we have a double ladder match or yeah, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> this is a fucking shit storm here. It's a train wreck. And it's too much. It's, it's, too much. it's three count with Tank Abbott. Which is funny. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, it makes me laugh. I hate it. That dumbass dance that he does while he's singing that stupid fucking song. <laughs> it's it's the one thing comedy wise that they did that I I will admit it popped you. <laughs> I enjoyed Tank Abbott with three count. They 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 get tired. And he'd be like sing, and they just sing along with three count. <laughs> they were fucking scared of him, like. I enjoyed that. And, and this okay. is the, it's the opening match, but it's also the match where you can say this is not knocking the dudes that are in this match. Cause other than Evan courageous, there's nobody bad in it. Right. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's three count in the young dragons. Um, Mark, what were you going to say? Am I the only one that thinks that the uh, white guy mm-hmm. on the young dragons was Jamie Noble? It is Jamie Noble. Okay, yeah, because I was like, dude, that looks just like him. Yeah, that's him, Jamie Son. 
um there's like i said this is a ladder match it's convoluted you have essentially so explain the stipulation to me it's the somebody uh record (laughs) the record deal and the uh some kind of contract right it's a gold it's a gold record and a recording contract. Yeah. And if um, the junk, I don't know. Because, like, <laughs> I, I thought. Neither like, did they. I thought, like, because Three Count was trying to get their gold record back or something. And then the Jun Dragons were trying to prevent Three Count from singing anymore. So and the, and the only thing I understood was they like Backstreet Boys in sync and Britney's kind of cool. And and I thought that like one had to grab the other, you, you know what I mean, to win the match, but then it turns out they have to get both. It, it's the worst. I I don't I don't I don't know what happened. Like I don't it's be, know. It's because it's because <laughs> it's like that your book, your booking sheet's written in crayon. That's what I'm saying. This is so juvenile. Eat in crayon. And, <laughs> um, the the ladder match itself, lots of good high spots and everything. It was fine. I mean, the the the, the performers again. The performers were great. I put good match, terrible gimmicks, terrible bullshit going on around it. Yeah, they definitely like, made chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yes. Um. Like I'm reading my notes and I don't know what happened. I, and yes, I'm doing the same thing. Like my notes, I, when I was reading my notes before the show, and I was like, I don't, what am, what was I watching? And I don't even know what I'm writing here. Like, like I read it and I'm like, am I R worded? Like, <laughs> I don't know what happened. And my my writing is legible, so I wasn't drunk. <laughs> can't blame it on that shit. No, like I honestly, guys, like if I start watching this shit, like a three-hour pay-per-view or something, and I'm drinking during it, by the end I can be like, oh, whoa, like because I write small. Nate knows my writing. Like I write small. Like a college-ruled notebook can last me for fucking ever. But when I start getting a little hammered and shit, it's like I'm writing like a Neanderthal, and then I have to try to read it again, and I have none of that on here, and I don't, I don't know what happened. You mean you stayed sober throughout this whole thing? Holy fuck. I I, I needed some form of alcohol after the first five minutes. Yeah. um, It's just... I don't know. Well, three count wins this match um, against the Young Dragons. And then we go to... uh, Oh, also, sorry... um, in the first 12 minutes of this pay-per-view, just to set the trend of what's going to come at the end. In the first, I, I, have, I have new Blood Rising side notes. Um, in the first 12 minutes of this pay-per-view, they said the terms shoot interviews, saying that Kevin Nash and Goldberg and and uh, who was the other fuck that was in that match? Steiner, wasn't it? Steiner yeah. were shooting, doing shoot interviews. Um... um Scott Hudson said that he doesn't want to be a mark, but he can't believe these shoot interviews. And also, um, during this match, um, um, Hudson said, look at these amazing high spots. Those are all terms people know. 
But you don't say them during the show. Yeah. Kayfabe, way the fuck out the window. I, and, and, uh, We'll we'll get into it. I've gotten into it on the show before. I don't ever. I don't know if you've ever been on the show when I've done one of my rants about this. Mark, my least favorite thing in wrestling is the work shoot. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't make any fucking sense. You can't have a three-hour show where people are quote unquote competing for championships. You can't have. You can't do an angle and then sell the angle like it's real. And then in the next segment, say something about the fucking script. It doesn't work. It can't. Ha- it doesn't work. It just doesn't make we'll, any sense. Right, we'll this, get, we'll get there. this is real, but this is a script also. Right. But it's we'll, like, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Anyway, um, up next, we get another guy I'm really entertained by. I love the cat, Ernest Miller. Um, the filthy animals are in his... Uh, in his office because he is the commissioner of WCW at this point. Um, the filthy animals were trying to sell him on letting them be the, them be the referees for the tag team championship match tonight. And they guarantee that if he does that, they'll, they'll get him a victory over the great Muda tonight. Yeah. Which why is the cat wrestling the great Muda? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know why that match is happening. Um, but, of course, the cat, as always, is entertaining. Yeah, I'm not knocking it. Is it he, like, the commissioner or some shit at this mm-hmm. point? Yeah. That, that would explain it. <laughs> but, we so we roll into the cat versus Muda, and like I said, I have no idea why this match is happening. What, what My first note is... Picture Vince Russo talking to the great Muda. I don't I don't think he did. <laughs> Bro. He had Sonny Ono doing that shit. <laughs> I have a I have a distinct feeling that if anybody from creative was talking to him, it was probably Ed Ferrara. But I don't I don't see Vince Russo explaining something. Or and if he did, I mean he might have because Vince Russo was so bad that New Japan Pro Wrestling was like, fuck it. We're not sending anybody else back there. Yep. Like Vince Rousseau, but he did that. He ended the relationship between WCW and New Japan Pro Wrestling that had dated all the way back to like '89. Okay, and he ruined it and made it so bad that when New Japan found out that that TNA was secretly working with Vince Rousseau, they said, "Fuck it, nobody else is. None of our people are going back there." Didn't he? Didn't he change one of their titles on TV without their permission? Um, at one point, it was some type of. It was it, the match that ended their thing was that match they did, and it might have even been Liger. It was like Liger and Uvi, I think, in a tequila bottle on a pole match or something like that. <laughs> what the? And they were just finally like, nope. Yeah, I would have to go back because this era of WCW is literally a blur to me. I don't watch it as attentively as I watch a lot of other things from the past. And I almost think that that, that they had a champion on WCW TV. There was a New Japan champion and Russo switched their belt without their permission. I just some fucking epiphany, see, bro. Like, like Bischoff, he made a lot of mistakes and stuff, but he was smart enough. No, don't fuck with these guys. Right. Giving us fucking super awesome talent. And 
are they going to go over every time? No, but you're going to be respectful of them. You're going to make them, you're not going to make a joke out of them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, we're not going to change their gimmick and make them put them with the fucking ICP. And it's, I felt at this point in Muda's American career, I felt embarrassed for him. Mm-hmm. And, and he's a professional. So he's probably going with it and probably having no fucking idea, no fucking idea what's going on. Right. <laughs> I, I did have an epiphany there, though, when you were talking about Russo doing that to the Japanese and all. That was the inspiration for the choppy PP angle. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's just, I, I feel bad for Muda and, uh, it was done. This match was dumb and pointless. But like I said, I mean, I can go over my notes if you want me to. All, all I wrote down was, uh, of course, I said, picture Vince Russo talking to Muda. Tigress shows up at ringside, hits Muda with a chair, but Muda still kicks out. Yeah, but Cat does wind up winning with a spin kick. Yeah, it was bad. This it, might be, thing was horrible. it might be one of the it might be the worst cat match. Well, I don't know if I say it's the worst cat match. It might be one of the worst Muda matches I've ever seen in my life, if not the worst. Mm-hmm. Mark. <laughs> um Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'm about with you on the same level as, you know, you'd rather watch the whole Kenny Omega for three hours. <laughs> like, give me fucking Mike Shaw's greatest hits instead. <laughs> you got some Bastion Booger for like two and a half hours. Uh, I will take it all day versus this shit. So now we get uh, footage of Buff Bagwell looking for his mother, Judy Bagwell, who just recently passed away. Rest in peace, Judy. Yeah. All of Shamer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, she was a Hall of Shamer, but again, it's it's bad wrestling and it's all in fun. But yeah, rest in peace. You know, you don't want to hear about a guy losing his mom. I feel bad for Buff, but yeah. race to the big house in the sky on the forklift. <laughs> and here we go with that she shit. What I'm saying is, how she made it to heaven. No. <laughs> <laughs> That was a terrible joke. Here. She can't use the the stairs. Get tired. <laughs> well, she was on one of them. She was on one of them. Uh, one escal- of them side, escalator. No, one of them side step, like side seats. Oh, what is that thing called? I know <laughs> what you're talking about. They ride up. You ride up the rail instead of going up <laughs> yeah. the steps. Um. Well, Buff's looking for his mom because it's supposed to be the ever so famous Judy Bagwell in a pole match. And um, then Canyon drives a forklift out to the ring <laughs> with Judy Bagwell on a forklift. And that's not OSHA approved, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, or USDA. <laughs> there, this is, this is, this is bad. And, all right, so there was well, one. There was he just one. Had to flip that notebook because he's got a whole page of nothing but notes <laughs> on how shitty this match is. There Canyon was. Says, Canyon says a good line. That, well, there was actually something cute they did here, and I bet it wasn't even Russo's idea. But they did. It was cute that they had Canyon with the hard hat because he used to be in Men at Work. You know, yeah. that that was that was cute. But 
but Canyon did have a good line. He said he couldn't find a pole to hold her big ass, this big ass battle axe. Yeah, he called her battle axe like four times. Yeah, but when he said when he put big ass at the front of it, I'm like, that's funny. So Buff comes out, of course, after Canyon's promo, and um, they. I'm gonna, set- I'm gonna cut out some of my mean things I said about Mrs. Bagwell because I forgot she was fucking. <laughs> in the past on. Yeah. <laughs> um. The match itself is just basic, but um, the former WCW World Heavyweight Champion makes an appearance in this match, and of course, I'm referring to David Arquette. Black. <laughs> And um, and once again, much like the Muda match, all right, it, and I'm going back to this, all right, during the Muda match, Tigress hit Muda with the chair. Yes, the cat won in the long run, but her hitting him with the chair didn't matter because he kicked out, and Cat wound up beating him with the spin kick. Same deal here. D- David Arquette hits Buff Bagwell with a helmet. <laughs> but Bagwell still comes back. And winds up winning the match. So the interference was for the sake of interference and had no bearing on the finish of the match, which is fucking stupid. And it's not like we didn't just see interference in the match before this. Right. <clears throat> and the other note I have is Mark Manning keeps making fat jokes about Judy Bagwell. Okay. That would be me. That would be like me knocking somebody for having a drinking problem. I I listen to this. <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> I sometimes I'll write stuff like I'll write my notes and I don't actually say all of them obviously throughout the show but when I want to like really make a point I want to make sure I make that point I will write in all caps note beside that you know <laughs> note Madden is really rich making fun of Judy's weight <laughs> so there you yeah. go yeah <laughs> I can see Aaron now though he walks into to an AA meeting with a beer in his hand. All of you are fucking drunks. Yeah. <laughs> it would be the same thing as fucking Mark Madden trying to knock somebody about their weight. That fucking lump. <laughs> Break out the cattle scale, you big motherfucker. I love it. I love it later on in the show. We'll get we'll get to the match, but I loved it later on in the show when. Uh, he put that flag around him, and Shivani was like, that must be a really big Canadian flag because it fits all the way around you, Mark. <laughs> well, and of course, there's got to be interference and a swerve, bro, because Canyon gives a Canyon cutter to David Arquette after the match. And um, I'm going to say this. What a waste of David Arquette. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a waste of David Arquette. Say what you want about David Arquette. It was <laughs> stupid that they put the world title on him, but I'll say this. He is a good wrestling celebrity. Yeah. He, Flair- took, it, he, he took it seriously. He was always there. He performed. He didn't make it. He he didn't make a joke of it. Some yeah. of the way he was booked by the guy booking made a joke of it, but he yeah. didn't make a joke Wait, of it. When they put the belt on him, he didn't even want it for mm-hmm. one. He thought it was stupid, and then um, um, Flair said that after he after he won it, um, he took the money that he made and he bought all the guys in the hotel bar um, 
a ton of rounds with it. And then the other half of it, he donated it to um, Owen's family, like Owen's foundation and Pillman's deal. Mm -hmm. And Flair said he walked up to him later. Like they were probably both drunk, you know, walked up to him after. And Arquette was like, man, I don't deserve this. You know what Flair told him? He said, you did more with that than a lot of people have lately. Right. <laughs> like like yeah. all these other fucks that have had this belt before, you did more. Mm-hmm. You gave to the guys in one gave- night. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like he's like, don't fuck them, don't 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 let them get you down. But yeah, that's 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 one of my big things. Sometimes a lot, a lot of time or most all the time actually is I don't like when people get people get the the fact that that they told him they were putting a belt on him confused with the fact that he was actually entertaining like i don't i didn't mind david arquette his presence doesn't offend me i was i was i was like well that's stupid that they put the belt on him but his presence doesn't offend me i thought he was entertaining yeah you know what did bobby say who are you gonna have to take it off of him jaja gabor <laughs> uh, like complete side note though have, if you have have you, either one of you seen that you can't kill david arquette documentary thing I actually haven't watched it yet. I have it. I have it on my. I forget what streaming network it's on, but I actually have it queued up on something, and I just have never, never taken the time. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a pretty good watch. Well, um, one that 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 Shawn Michaels doppelganger, he almost did though, didn't he? Didn't he almost kill? <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Nick Cage. Yeah, that guy looks like Shawn Michaels if Shawn was on meth. <laughs> Does he not? Like now that Sean like shaved his head and stuff, if you yeah. look at him, if you put Nick Cage and Sean Michaels next to each other, because his teeth are all fucked up and shit, like Nick Gage, it looks like Sean Michaels <laughs> if he was on meth. God almighty. Michaels. It's Sean Michaels okay. <laughs> meth Michaels. Or like it would be like if Sean was on that muscle multiplicity movie or whatever that Fucking oh, and the every every time you clone them, they get dumber. Yeah, he's the last clone. <laughs> that, yeah, that that clone walks up to Austin and Austin and goes, "Hey, Steve." Hey, Steve. After this, Nick Gage is coming after Aaron with the pizza cutter. <laughs> I fuck that old piece of shit up. But after the uh, Judy Bagwell on a forklift match a limo shows up and the most over guy in the building is going to step out of the limo it's lance storm um he's my fate i know you said you said it was book right mm -hmm. he lance is my favorite thing oh and and like i said i named him on my list because he's fantastic um the they talk about goldberg having a motorcycle accident he has not arrived at the building yet (laughs) bullshit Which is going to lead to some yeah some bullshit later on, and then we get this clusterfuck of a tag team champion. Sorry, oh, go like, ahead, Aaron. I was going to say like, um, like some of the things that, like, they said Vince Rousseau would like take ideas from guys and stuff like that, but then like these guys like Lance Storm said he came up with the idea because they were going to put all the belts on him, you know, and he wanted to be the Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Heritage. He wanted it to be the Saskatchewan Heritage International Title. What does that spell? The shit belt, you know. Mm-hmm. And Lance thought it was funny 
but it was like one of those things where it's like it's a joke see if the people can come up with it like or figure it out you know but like the minute he put it out there like like he said that he came out and he was the Saskatchewan Heritage International chant title or whatever and and like Mark Man was like ah oh, yeah he's the shit title he's the shit champ it's like it's not funny if you will, if you just come yes. out right out and say it yes. no, like, yeah exactly roll, please in the w- <laughs> in the WWE they always said Rosie was the superhero in training yeah but they never said the word shit. That's yeah. the point. <laughs> You're missing the point of comedy here, good or bad. Well, the next thing is a clusterfuck of a tag championship match. Um, Misfits in action, Mark Jindrak and Sean O'Hare, which Aaron knows I'm a big fan of both of those guys. They were a great mm-hmm. team and great singles wrestlers I'm as well. I'm a fan of every person in this match, except Chronic. Except, <laughs> except, except not Chronic, just Brian Clark. Versus Palumbo and Stasiak versus Chronic. For the WCW tag titles with all of the filthy animals as the referees and uh, Conan on commentary. This whole thing is just too much. It's just too much. There's too much fucking going on. (laughs) This, this, uh, it's. And that's why, like Aaron and, and I were, were joking about earlier, my notes don't make any sense because this doesn't make any sense. None of this makes any sense. <laughs> it matches. <laughs> the con- there, yeah. There's a great line that Conan has. He's on commentary. Okay. And Madden annoyingly keeps calling him Carlos. Yeah. Well, it's more of the trying to fucking talk about insider shit or whatever. But K Dog says that Captain Cajun is um, eat inbreeding that went wrong. Okay. And then Scott Hudson says, Well, how could it go right? And then Conan says, Well, look at Van Hammer. Like, look at that genetic freak. He's an inbred too. <laughs> well, Conan's a funny guy. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Not uh, a great, to me, never a great wrestler, but he was a great yeah. personality. And he's, great he's, on the mic. Yeah, he's like Road Dog. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to his show a couple times, but kind of fell out of it. Um, when that show Netflix came, that you ever heard of that show Queen of the I never watched it, but you know that show Queen of the South on Netflix? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, on that Keep It 100 show, um, somebody asked they were like talking about Netflix shows and somebody was like, Hey Conan, you watch queen of the, have you watched queen of the South yet? And he goes, Oh yeah, that's that show about disco Inferno. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, no, <laughs> not Gilberti. <laughs> Hall of shame member. <laughs> Nominated by yours. Truly. <laughs> And then why did Vampiro and Muda get involved? Don't know. It needed some more shit to not make sense. <laughs> so what do we do next? I don't know. Fuck it. Just throw somebody else out there. Uh, Brian Clark gets a meltdown on Disco. Uh, or gets a meltdown and Disco refuses to count. And then Chronic hits a double choke slam. And... um. 
I don't even remember who he pinned. But anyway, Chronic. Basically, what they're trying to, I think, what they're trying to do from this match is, you know how um, the filthy animals said if they were able to referee the match, they'd help fucking. Basically, they want to referee this match to get a tight. This is this is. Oh. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> this is what I've deciphered. Okay. They want a tag team title shot. So they told Cat, you let us referee this match and let us fight whoever wins. We'll help you beat the Great Buddha. So now the story they're trying to tell in this match is that the filthy animals want to wrestle anybody but Chronic. So they keep screwing over the counts that these other teams are getting. And then um, Chronic ends up hitting a double choke slam, and I forget who they even hit it on. And Lieutenant Loco puts uh, actually, on a, actually, I have my note. Uh, Chronic pins O'Hare. Okay, Lieutenant Loco put on the referee shirt and made the three count. Which makes apparently just putting on the shirt makes you a referee, and he's with the other team. Like he's with the he's with the other team in the match. Like he's their dude. So he helped he helped Chronic win a match that his own teammates were in. At, at this at this point, I, bet, in the I, show, I needed some Chronic to ease this. <laughs> I bet the I bet the I bet the I bet the warlord was mad watching this because he was like, man, in 1989, I wrestled Hulk Hogan in the Garden, and if 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 Barbarian just would have put on a referee shirt and counted the three count, I would have been the WWF champion. <laughs> yeah, shit makes no fucking sense. I gave this match negative twenty seven stars. <laughs> That's the highest rating WCW's got in a long time. This was fucking trash. Mark, did you have anything else to add to this debacle? Um, clusterfuck, clusterfuck, more clusterfuck. <laughs> That's literally what it was. And I'm going to be honest. After this, I completely quit watching and just went and read what the fuck else happened. <laughs> like, literally, I was like, dude, I was making supper while watching this, and I was like, I'm not even fucking hungry now. <laughs> like, this shit makes Mark, me sick my stomach. Mark, Mark Brew, the guy that usually is the one that we say, Mark puts in the work, <laughs> was like, I can't put in the work on this shit. I, I, couldn't, get the, I couldn't get jiggy with that shit. <laughs> it, it was... None of none of this clicked to me. Paula like, Pounds Paula Poundstone. No, don't do that. <laughs> this is Pamela Polshock. And um <laughs> I just thought it was funny to say Paula Poundstone. I know, I know, I know. But and I know it's a different world now, but <sighs> 2000 Aaron was like, Pamela Pulshock is not good at her job, but I do not care. <laughs> I looked her up and she still looks good, but 
like she if people don't know she would there was a point in time in time in america where the what was considered hotness and was like you know blonde like basically pam anderson and there's yeah. a bunch of pam anderson's running around and i'm not being chauvinistic or whatever because i like all body types except i don't know big flabby lady but you know what i'm saying <laughs> like like I'm not like, oh, get it out there, Judy Bagwell. Love the skin you're in. Be like, you need to work out. But uh, but Pamela Pullshock, she was hot. I'm sorry. No, nah, that was fucking hilarious. I don't want no flabby lady. <laughs> well, uh, Pamela interviews Jeff Jarrett here. And <laughs> Jeff Jarrett alludes to the fact that Gene Okerlund is fucking Pamela. Good for him. Booty fruity. <laughs> Help your booty. <laughs> He's like Laffy Taffy. <laughs> we know Cornette wouldn't have minded. <laughs> Just saying. I've heard he prefers him a little on the round side. <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't fart. I swear. Um, and this is your standard. This is your standard Jarrett Slapnuts promo. Uh, talking about his match coming up with Booker T, and then we roll into a kind of a strap match. I say kind of because it's Shane Douglas and Billy Kidman. Shane, of course, out with Tori Wilson, um, who has recently turned mm-hmm. on Kidman. It's kind of a strap match because you can pin your opponent in this match. That's stupid. Yeah. It goes against everything that the forefathers put forth (laughs) in strap matches. But yeah, it was, uh, and you know, again, the match itself, like the, the match, the wrestling in the match was fine. It was fine, but everything else is convoluted. Um, Tori costs Douglas the match by accident. Billy Kidman whips her with the strap afterwards. In the match, no. Douglas uh, won the match. Why do I have Tori costs Douglas? I don't know. I don't know. She hit him by mistake, and he still kicked out. Oh yeah, the the theme of this show. Okay, yeah. yes, <laughs> the theme of this show. It doesn't matter how many people interfere. It's, right, it doesn't make a buck. It, it's not effective. The entire NWO came down, attacked should, this person, and they still be, won the match. It should be WCW perseverance. <laughs> <laughs> like Vince Russo's, like bro. There's a lot of people that are down out there, and I want to give them a show where it shows, no matter how much life throws at you if you work hard you fucking persevere wcw perseverance rising you do that fucking impression way too well there aaron i've listened to that fucking idiot since 1998 i know him well and then um, fucking after the match um kidman spanks tory will gets kidman spanks wilson and then Douglas attacks him and hangs him. And then for some reason, um, Big Vito comes out for the save. I don't know why he's involved in this. 
And then Reno attacks Vito. And that's that. And Mark Madden said, Mark Madden actually summed this pay-per-view up in his commentary here. I got to give him credit. Because Reno and Vito are fighting each other or, yeah, whatever. Mark Madden said, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, he summed up the whole fucking show. Meanwhile, Piper and Valentine's watching this match like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> They're not watching this. <laughs> well, then we show our champion Booker T arriving and Jeff Jarrett attacks him and slams the car door on Booker T. He's going to persevere later, too. No spoilers <laughs> here. What the fuck ever. And then it's Major Guns. And I wrote down Stacy, but at this point, she's still called Mrs. Miss Hancock. Hancock. Major Guns and Stacy Keebler. <sighs> we obviously know how she got that position. Hand to the cock. Um. Uh, Stacy, arguably one of the most beautiful women in the history of pro wrestling. Yes, she's, she's um, got legs and knows how to use them. Yeah, she's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a tuxedo match, but you can also it's a ROTC match. <laughs> Rip off the clothes. That's what it is. Rip off the clothes, but you can also like pin, and then there's like a, a mud, a mud. Cool. So, what is it? Is it a tuxedo match? Is I know the chicks aren't wearing tuxedos. It's the first ever women's three stages of hell. But, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Like I'm not saying it's a tuxedo match, you know. But but it's a tuxedo match. Um, but there's also pin. But you can also you can also throw one of these fucking chicks in the mud. What the. F- <laughs> It sounds as ridiculous as it is. He's reading it and was like, am I really saying this? And then Major Guns. I need a break after this, by the way. Seriously. Anyway, we take like a 10-minute break after this. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. So I want to go outside. Um, just I want to go outside and just be with nature. <laughs> Who would have uh, thought WCW brought out the outdoorsman in air? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I want to shoot an animal right in its fucking head. <laughs> anyway. Um, Major Guns and Hancock wind up over by in the mud. And Guns, um, like, hair whips Miss Hancock into the mud again. And then... Um, it looks like Miss Hancock has bubble gut and she gets all upset and she's like holding her stomach and Guns ends up winning the match by pinfall and um, spoiler alert what they're saying in this match is um, that Miss Hancock was with child but now because of the bump she took in the mud she is now miscarried. Yeah, because David Flair comes out and he's freaking yes. out and blah, blah, blah. He's freaking out about his baby. And the aftermath of this is where they do this fucking garbage that I this hate. Is very, Scott Hudson's like, this is very serious. This was not part of the match. 
This was not part of what's on here. And he holds up the paper. Okay, so this is where work shoot never works because you have you have you can't you can't break that wall. You can't tell me one thing is completely real and the other thing isn't. And you can't make me care about any of these people competing for any of these titles or anything when you're telling me it's fake. I know it's fake, but you're not supposed to say it on the show. And also, it's it's not something that should... I. I just said I don't like my chicks flappy, you know, like I, I was, and that was a joke. I mean, I don't, but that, you know, it's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I have a very, uh, I, have was- a, I have a very high tolerance for humor. Like everything kind of makes me laugh. Like everything makes me laugh, but there's like a few things where I'm just like, that isn't, that isn't entertaining. That isn't something that should be on a show that's supposed to be about entertainment and is supposed to make you enjoy watching it. Like it's morbid. It, it it's disgusting. It's a disgusting fucking angle. Because how many women are watching this show that have lost a child? And then it triggers traumatic experience for mm-hmm. them. And and and, and like I said, it's that, and it's just the fact of that isn't something that and, and unless you're doing like a show about like I'm not saying it shouldn't be on something that you watch, you know. But this isn't fucking ER. You know mm. what I mean? Like this that's not what this is. Wrestling, it's wrestling. And, and and half the time when he would do these stupid, because this is like the third time he's done it in his yes. wrestling. Half the time when they did it, it comes out that she wasn't even actually pregnant. You mm. know what I mean? So it, it, it's mm. disgusting. It, it's it's not something mm. fucking wrestling at all. And it just... Yeah, Vince Russo proves a lot of things through his booking. He proves that he's racist. He proves that he hates women. He proves that he has a small penis. Through his booking, through his writing, if he wants to fucking call it that, he proves all these things about himself because these are the things he obsesses about. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Well, the next match in this shit show is trash. Sting, who by this point has been completely devalued by WCW. <laughs> At this point, he's Stang. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, one of your biggest stars you've ever had. And at this point, in, and you know what? That's not all Vince Russo's fault. Uh, Bischoff started it. He was the one that started devaluing Sting by fucking up the thing with Starcade 97 and then putting Sting in the wolf pack and just making him just another guy. But anyway, well, he was pale. <laughs> did you did you ever hear that? Oh yeah, yeah. I did. They and you know what? Came back out of shape and was pale. You know what I would have said? He's also his really face, over. <laughs> his face is also completely painted and he's supposed to be playing like a crow type gimmick, so fuck off and he's wearing a complete bodysuit so what does it fucking matter right well this is sting against the demon dale torborg and thankfully that wasn't gene simmons the, <laughs> the one good decision made here was the sting got a quick win um 
And then Vampiro and Muda come out and attack Sting. And then for absolutely no reason, Chronic comes out and then offers Muda and Vampiro a tag team title match for no reason. Everything about this is ass backwards. <laughs> well, at, at that, I could say they were probably like, fuck the filthy animals. <laughs> we want these guys instead. <laughs> I guess... I guess you're 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 good you're you're doing a good job, Mark, applying logic to an illogical situation. <laughs> Those so was like Sting. What do you think he? What do you think he can get out of out of Torborg? And Sting was like, ah. <laughs> "Well, <clears throat> that's the only only thing so far that I could add some kind of logic to." <laughs> right. <laughs> um. And they show us Booker T with the doctor. Is that the dumbest gimmick ever? The kiss demon? Yeah. Well, the fact that it wasn't Gene Simmons, yeah. The well, the the Gene the shitty band kiss did play him out to the ring. But is I shouldn't say is it the dumbest gimmick ever? Is it the dumbest gimmick ever that Somebody thought was gonna, they were gonna get something out of. To me, it, it kind of is like a play on you know how back in the day, whenever Kiss was becoming popular and shit, everybody was like, "Rock and Roll's the devil." <laughs> so now, now they they waited till the two thousands to give him a demon. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I get it, but in two thousand, right? Yeah, I don't know. Well, it, was, I mean, it might also it, it might also affect me because that's like my least favorite like popular band that people try to say is great. You know, it's also it's also like going back to what Nate said about how Russo shows, you know, the sides of him through his booking. That's a old, you know, irrelevant now type of way of thinking anyways. It's mm-hmm. oh that type of music's the devil. Well he actually mm-hmm. inherited the the kiss demon. Of, uh, like that's that was a Bischoff thing. He inherited the kiss demon. So you're telling me Russo did not have no playing creative on that? He did in this point of it, but when the demon was created it was Bischoff. Because Bischoff it was that time when Bischoff was trying to Trying to do the celebrity thing like Vince. Did. They were they were going to do a pay per view called New Year's Evil. Um, in I think what ninety nine, or so, I forget what year it was, but the the plan was they were going to do a pay per view called New Year's Evil, and Kiss was going to do a concert. So they they integrated Kiss into the thing, and they needed a Kiss wrestler, I guess. They thought <laughs> so. That, that's where this whole debacle. WCW, everybody. They needed it. We didn't need it. <laughs> right. The next match has two of my favorites. Everybody knows I love Lance Storm and I love fucking Mike Awesome. However, and Jacques Rougeau's involved, and he's great too. Can we but, isolate? Can we isolate that? <laughs> what? What you said? Can we like isolate it? Isolate what what part? I love, 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 love fucking Mike Awesome. Fucking Mike awesome. <laughs> right in his booty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but these two are facing off for the 
It's not the United States Championship, of course, since since uh, Lance has it. It's the Canadian Championship, Awesome versus Storm. And I wrote down my first notes. My first note is, "Fucking Storm is over like Rover." Oh yeah, Canadians love their Canadians, and and it kind of buried the the lead a little bit there, but. Um, <clears throat> Landstorm comes out, and like I said, I'm trying to make some of my notes. I'm trying to decipher some of my notes. But he says there's like, with his Canadian title, there's a um, a rule like 32.b or whatever of the Canadian rule book says there needs to be a Canadian judge. Am I correct? Yeah, sure. And... <laughs> um, the people pop obviously because they think it's going to be Bret Hart, but it's the Mountie, and there's nothing wrong with the Mountie. No, you're wrong. But basically, the story of this match is that um, Jacques Rougeau is the the outside enforcer slash judge of this match. Okay, so this is where I'm going to get. We did this turn into boxing. Now we have judges instead of referees. And I'm going to get into long-winded Nate here for a minute, and this match gives me a headache, and here's why. Because everybody involved is fan-fucking-tastic. Lance Storm's great, Mike Awesome's great, because we all know I love Mike Awesome. And it should have been an awesome match. And Jacques, yes. Lance Storm, sorry, Nate. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, Lance Storm isn't my... I'm I'm a nerd... When I think of like favorite favorite like wrestlers and I like part of me almost puts them in categories, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and Lance might not necessarily be. I don't want to say it's like in my top twenty favorite wrestlers, but he's in my top twenty favorite workers. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Like whereas I'll be oh I love Dean Malenko like I put like Dean Malenko in like my in my top three favorite workers. But I'm never going to tell you, oh, Dean Malenko is my favorite wrestler. Yeah. Because to me, a wrestler is different than a work. Yeah, and, and, and you're, you're absolutely right. Lance is in uh, Lance is in a category like Kurt Henning. It, it, everything he does is flawless. Yeah, like a, or like a Tommy. Like, I would, I, if somebody said, tell me your 20 favorite wrestlers, I would never put Tommy Rogers on it. But if somebody said, tell me your 20 favorite workers, I'd fucking put Tommy Rogers on that goddamn list. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I thought he was going to say Tommy Rich. <laughs> Tommy Rich? So, so, somebody say something about being flawless? <laughs> Fired up. Fired. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be in like my top 30 favorite entertainers. But anyway. Um, so here's where I'm going to get in the weeds just a bit. Because when you watch this match, this is... This is um, textbook Vince Russo, taking something that should work and making it absolutely ridiculous. There is a place for something like this. And here's where I'll put that in perspective. And and I don't know if this actually happened with these two performers, but I'm going to, I'm just going to use these performers as a basis for what I'm trying to say. You have a match between Steve Austin and dude love. Okay. And Mr. McMahon is outside the ring. And Steve Austin, something happens where Dude Love accidentally fucks himself and Steve Austin pins him. And then Howard Finkel goes, 
Mr. McMahon has ruled that this match is now is not as a no disqualification match. So then it continues. And then Dude Love gets counted out. And then Howard Finkel says, Mr. McMahon has ruled that this match is no count out. Do you guys see what I'm saying? Right. You're 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 having the guy in charge fucking Austin by continuing to change the rules, which he could because he's the guy in charge. That's kind of what they were trying to do here, but it's a fail. And here's why. It's because here's here's Jacques Rougeau, who has no authority, bringing out what is obviously a bogus book of rules. But we are going to allow that to stand because we're obviously not a governing wrestling body. We're just a fucking shit show. So we're just going to allow that to stand as this guy who doesn't even fucking work here changes the <laughs> rules of this title match over and over. Does, what I'm, what, does what I'm saying make sense? Yeah. Well, You can do something like this and make it make sense, but this doesn't make sense. Well, he is kind of in charge. I mean, he's the only guy in the building that technically has a has a like a law enforcement license <laughs> no uh, not by this point this point he's not the mountie they will not it's been revoked that's true <laughs> we're not the mounties how good were the fucking quebecers they're great <laughs> jesus christ Jacques and Ren. That is a run that and in the weeds again, but that is a run that does not get talked about enough. I'd like to see him reunite now. But have it be the mountain. Crazy ass PCO and the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> and they still come out to the song. Yeah. He's not a mountie and he's not even human. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. But does what I said make sense? Like it's just it's so ludicrous. Like but you can put him with you, the stick to see if he's even alive. Yeah, and he has to he have to has to have the obnoxiously large shock stick too. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, but yeah, what you're saying makes sense. And I tried to go ahead. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's trying awesome. to make sense of them notes right now, and it's not yeah. happening. <laughs> Awesome pin storm, but the Mountie says, I keep calling them. I wrote the Mountie because I can never spell Jacques or Rico. I just wrote Mountie because I hate misspelling things. Um, awesome, awesome pin storm, but Jacques said it's got to be a five count. And then um, Storm ends up tapping. Storm taps to a dragon sleeper, but then Jacques says it's only the only now it's only a pinfalls match. Um, um, then Awesome ends up hitting a frog splash, gets the five count. Then Jacques Rougeau says that Landstorm now, according to the rules, has a ten count to answer the bell. And then Awesome brings in a table. Awesome and Storm slam through the table, and then uh, Jacques says the first um, up is the Canadian champion. It's a ten count, and if I remember right, Storm ends up answering it, and 
wins the match. This is a disgrace to even be called wrestling. And then it gets worse because Bret Hart comes out to his shitty WCW music and they all embrace and, and, yeah, Bret comes out to his shitty music and I put that in there because Bret says that in his book. He says, yeah. so here I was. I don't even remember what he was doing. He's like, but here I was. Yeah, it was when he first came when he first came to WCW and he's like, so I had to go out there to my shitty WCW. <laughs> like, part of me wants it to be that the first time he heard it was the first time he had to come out. <laughs> He's like, wow, this is shitty. No yeah, turning back now. But Brett comes out and they all embrace and Brett has to like act like he is... Um, putting a seal of approval on this shit. We'll just blame his concussion. Yeah. <laughs> the next match is Chronic versus Vampiro and Muda. And my only ma- my only note is the Harris brothers cost the Chronic the titles. Stupid. Yeah. Vampiro's never done anything to impress Th- these are my notes. Uh Vampiro's never done anything in his career to impress me. Um, and then it says Brian Clark, C. Vampiro. <laughs> Wait, he did do something that impressed me when he busted ass on fucking yes, that long that long ass fart on AAA. That was a great fart. Yeah. <laughs> or was it was it AAA or CMLL? I don't. It remember. doesn't fucking matter. But yeah, that was that was fucking great. But when that was bust, <laughs> when he busted ass. Okay, I'll give you that. It's like the serious part of the match and shit. As unprofessional as we are on this show, nobody's ever like had an audible fart during the podcast. And we record with Archie Mitchell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) But my notes before you brought up the fart was... Vampiro has never done anything in his career to impress me. Brian Clark, see Vampiro. <laughs> I got to understand that hate for Brian Clark. You don't understand it? Uh, like, I'm not saying like he's just he was just great, but like he definitely wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. He was bad. He sucked. Like he, he was just a guy that looked good and hit big moves, and that's all he was. He he's he was nothing. Like I don't want to say it. like to me, that's like to me that's not a guy that's impressive to me. So essentially, he's what Braun Strowman is today. Yeah, and that's why I don't like Braun Strowman. Like Braun Strowman doesn't do anything that impresses me. Uh, like, and, and oh man, I don't even want to say that because I'm just not a just a guy that's just like oh he hits big moves. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. And and I'm not even saying like big moves aren't impressive. I just I've never watched like a Brian Clark match where I was just like oh man that dude was the shit. He just does nothing for me. 
Now, do I understand why people like him? Yeah, like I'm not going to knock it and say, oh, I don't understand why anybody likes this guy. Like I'm not putting him on like a beefcake level. Like people that are fan, like if there's somebody that says, oh, I'm a huge fan of Brutus Beefcake. I don't understand that. Like I don't understand any <laughs> of, any of the game of Brutus Beefcake. But I could understand why somebody would like Brian Clark because he hits big moves. He does his thing. But the in-between is trash. To me, that's not inter- that it, it's that's just how I feel about it. And then um, Muda ends up misting the referee by mistake. The Harris brothers um, attack Chronic, and Nato like this note. I put the feud of the century has begun. <laughs> <laughs> the match the world has been waiting for: the Harris brothers versus Chronic. And then Muda and Vampiro um, are now the new tag team champions. Enough said about that. The next match is a triple threat match. It's supposed to determine the number one contender. Kevin Nash, Scott Steiner, and Goldberg. No Goldberg to start the match. And this thing absolutely angers me. Oh, yeah. My whole thing with the whole no Goldberg thing is when they were making that announcement, oh, Goldberg's been in some motorcycle accident, but we're not even sure that he's been hurt. And and it's just like you just killed that whole angle yeah, in your announcement of that angle. Well, yes, you did. And then now you've taken said dead angle drug it out into the middle of the yard and you're going to shoot it again. Right. Because Goldberg does wind up coming out during the match. Shit goes down. Kevin Nash gives Goldberg a jackknife. And here we go. Goldberg no-sells the jackknife. Which they say. Yes, they say that. So now they've told me that this isn't even a contest that I could care I should care about because it's all fucking fake anyway. Um, you're watching an outtake, ladies and gentlemen, an outtake reel. Um, so Goldberg try he, he no sells the jackknife. He tries to leave. Vince Rousseau comes out, yells at him and shit, and Goldberg walks anyway. And then they come back into the match and try to convince me that Kevin Nash and Scott Steiner are competing against each other. (laughs) But I just watched you prove to me they're not competing against each other because of what you did with Goldberg. Right. It's literally said he's gone off script. And and also, it's like, okay, Nash hit the jackknife on Goldberg. He no-sold it. Scott Steiner is... For lack of better words, a roided up, muscled out motherfucker. So if you're gonna hit the jackknife on him, he could just no sell it to you. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna differentiate here. And this is a guy that I've talked some shit about recently. Um, because he's he's a pain in the ass and he's a cancer in the locker room. But I want I want to point out a difference between a a work shoot and a shoot that works. Okay, 
work shoot is this fucking bullshit that makes this entire thing a clown show because you expose the business within the business. CM Punk. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the difference is the this versus the pipe bomb. At no point during CM Punk's pipe bomb promo did he allude to the fact that he ever was told to lose a competition to John Cena. Does what I'm saying make sense, guys? Right. Yeah. He presented it as, we are competitors, but the company puts out more John Cena t-shirts. The company hypes up John Cena more on television. And that's not what he said, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you can do a shoot... But and not expose the business right. during it. Still protect the business. Yes, um, he can make he can he can say shitty things about Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, and Triple H, without saying that when Triple H and I get in the ring, it's all a script anyway. Yeah, it wasn't like him saying, "Oh, you guys like wrote me, so I wasn't in the main event or whatever." He's like, "You guys kept me out of the main event because you knew I would outshine the people that." Right, hitting against. Yes, it's he not that you. It's not that you didn't. Say, oh, it, you booked me to lose to this guy. It, right. It's, he still it, made it seem like it was a legitimate sporting. Competition. Exactly. The powers that be didn't give me the opportunity. He didn't say the powers that be gave me the opportunity and then booked me to lose. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the difference. Work shoots suck. Ass. I don't know how anybody ever thought that that is entertaining because it's not. I am all for, say, like, I am all for, say, uh, um, um, wrestling with shadows. I'm all for a documentary that is chron- chronicling the backstage because it's not happening during the two hours that I'm watching the wrestling show. Yeah. Um, Prime McZay just brought it up. Brett pushing Vince on his ass. Mm-hmm. Brett didn't push Vince down and be like, you've gone ahead and wrote Sean over me, and you've wrote Steve over me, and uh, ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. And Jim Ross didn't go, well, that's not on the script. Yeah, this ain't on the script. Yeah, it was stupid. And um, <laughs> that was Aaron's Jim Ross impression. <laughs> This is the most inf- It's the most infuriating thing I've ever seen on a major wrestling like a major wrestling show ever. Well, the thing that gets me is their whole motto was where the big boys play. Well, your big boys are acting like little kids. <laughs> this just infuriates me. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't watched it in a long time because like Every once in a while, I'll just go in this kick where I just chronologically watch things. Like right now, I'm chronologically watch. Other than just my show, you know, '97, I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna watch 1993. You know, so I'm just watching it. And if if I was doing, oh, I'm gonna chronologically watch W, I'm gonna watch the year 2000. I I skip this because I don't want to watch it. it. It's the worst fucking thing. I've ever seen on a professional wrestling show ever. And every single person 
every single person involved in it. The person that wrote it, the performers that performed it, the commentators that sold it should be fucking ashamed of themselves. And this isn't even us being like, and this is where you. This isn't like, even. Oh, this is. This isn't even us being like old stick in the mud Jim Cornette because he and I disagree sometimes. You know there are things in the business that Jim Cornette's like, why can't we go back to that? And I'm like, because it's 2022, motherfucker. But yeah. stuff like this, this you this you can't we, like this and be a wrestling fan. This is where we were talking about where you were like, oh, we're not going to knock the wrestlers involved in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can say Goldberg because Goldberg's what. He like three years into his career. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Whatever. But this is Kevin Nash and Scott Steiner. Both of them pillars of this era had all the right in the world and should have been, um, proponents of their business enough to go fuck you I'm not doing that and you can't tell me that if you would have told um, Randy Savage or Ric Flair Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan to do this that they would have said alright we'll just do it yeah, and we're talking about WCW where people have guaranteed contracts and creative control. Yeah. So at the level of Kevin Nash and Scott Steiner, they're I'm doing not, this willingly. And I'm not a wrestler, and I'm never going to project myself to knowing anything about the business. But if I had done the career that those two guys had, and I walked into that building and they said, this is what you're going to do tonight, you know what I would have said? Fuck you, I'm out. Lucky <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Because I got a fucking favored nations, bitch. Mm-hmm. So you're either going to rewrite this shit or you're going to have to put on another Jung Dragons fucking goddamn three count match because I'm out. <laughs> another one? Fuck, I couldn't sit through the first one. I'm just saying, I would have been like, fuck that because that is embarrassing. At the end of this, at the end of this, I wrote, sorry, um, for the finish, I wrote, essentially, I wrote down all the vitriol I had for this. And then I wrote Goldberg walks, Medeja's involved, but none of this matters because this is obviously all as, as, as fake and choreographed as a Will Ospreay match. Uh, But Nash uh, wins with a jackknife in a match where he is going to be awarded an Oscar because we're all acting anyway. And then we have a WCW championship match, but (laughs) my first note on this match that is a decent match between a great wrestler, Booker T, and Jeff Jarrett is this is a championship match, but I don't think it is really for a championship because I can't take it seriously because they've already told me this is all fake anyway. Yeah. The whole so why, why, playing. why do I care if these two guys are, are, are acting? <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, here, this is a championship match. It's a world championship match, but it's not a world championship. It's just some, I mean, it's already been determined who's going to, 
walk out with the belt. So why does it even matter anyway? Because you've already told me it's all fucking fake. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> he went off script. <laughs> That's my first note. So that last thing was a work. But th- this is real. But this is a shoot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's all so stupid, and it's it's it it's a it's a slap in the face to these two guys because they're about to go out here, and again, they have a really good match here. Side note, and, and Booker's a fucking he's a world cha- Booker T is a world championship caliber professional wrestler. Yes, he is. Booker T is a fucking athlete. Booker T is an entertainer. Booker, I feel so bad that he had to be the top guy in this bullshit. Side note, whenever you told me this was going to be the show, and you remember my comments, like, how the fuck does this happen? Like, (laughs) (laughs) just reading it, I was like, this is going to be the most ludicrous stupid shit I've ever watched. The Vince Russo era of WCW... A Booker wins this match with a bookend, folks, by the way, and, and retains the title. But this is really, truly the, 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 the proper end game for WCW because WCW, from the time Ted Turner bought it, was always run by non-wrestling people. And, and, and I, do, I, I, do, I do respect Eric Bischoff for what he did going up against Vince, you know. Um, I was always a WWE guy over a WCW guy, but I do respect what Eric did for a couple of years. But in the long run, the reason I say this is the the, the fitting end game for WCW, it was it was always a company that was a wrestling company within a corporation, and wrestling is a corporate, and 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 I know WWE is a big corporation now, but. I'm just saying, like, the fact that the people above Vince Russo were corporate people that didn't give a shit about wrestling and what it's supposed to be, that's why he got to do what he did. Because the people above him didn't know what the fuck was going on. They didn't care. They, no, and they honestly thought that <clears throat> Vince Russo sold... The WCW, yeah, the greatest lie. The greatest lie the devil ever told was convincing you he didn't exist. Yeah, he he told <laughs> he convinced those people that he was the reason that the WWF turned around and became what it was. And um, for everything you want to say about any of these guys, if you read their books, I don't want to say it. Like you know, like when we talk about. Like the different podcasts, Nate, you know, like like Jim Ross's podcast, Eric Bischoff's podcast, and then Jim Cornette's podcast. Mm. What is the one thing that they all agree on? Vince Rousseau's a fucking idiot. <laughs> a fucking idiot. Okay. And if you don't believe us, watch. Yeah, Cornette and B- Cornette and Bischoff can't stand each other. Yeah. But they could they could they could have a steak dinner. Like, they could have a steak dinner and sit down cordially and talk yeah, about how much they hate. What was it, that table in three? That table for three thing. Rousseau said or Cornette said they he did that with Bischoff, right? Mm-hmm. It? And he said it was only like thirty minutes. But if they would have left all the Vince Rousseau shit in there, it would have been like two and out two hours two hours and forty five minutes because they were just trashing the guy. 
but I'm saying that to say this. Say what you want to say about a wrestler's book, especially one that's like produced by the WWF or whatever. Or I shouldn't published by the WWF or whatever. But Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Roddy Piper, okay? All in their books said, and I believe this because it was basically the same story. And Brett. And Brett. That um, they had Vince Rousseau, they, WCW signed him, and they wanted all those guys, all the wrestlers, to go shake hands with the guy that helped, or the guy that, that made the WWF what it was. And those four guys leaned up against the wall. And they're like, fucking hell. <laughs> what the, yeah, whatever. <laughs> fucking joke. <laughs> like, me, like, they were just like, the, the, like, uh, get those four, other than Flair and Piper, but get those four guys to agree on what to fucking order for lunch. But they all work, they, they all work, they all work with fucking Vince McClub. Yeah. They all worked with Vince McMahon at the highest Pat, level. And Pat, Pat they, they knew who the fuck was in charge. Guy. And it wasn't this fucking idiot. This fucking clown shoe. Fucking hey, I'd trust my book into Bruce Pritchard before I would Vince Russo. Oh, me too. <laughs> and 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 I like I said, I don't listen to a lot of Cornette all the time because he just kind of bitches about the same stuff and everything. But what like recently my favorite stuff to listen to is him fighting them fucking booking ideas and shit. From like 96 and 97 mm-hmm. like fucking Russo had. He's a fucking clown shoe. And I, I part of me doesn't want to dismiss like diminish that yes, he did have ideas and, and that's why that's why I, I that's why I wanted to address it at the beginning when I did it earlier because I didn't want to make it sound like we were saying Vince Rousseau had nothing to offer. But Vince Rousseau is is a second string writing committee guy who has a few good ideas once in a while. Remember those books, the choose your own adventure books, mm-hmm. where you'd read it. And then they'd say, turn to page um, 12, uh, I should uh, turn to page 22 or turn to page 26. Okay. And if you read 22, you went down the tunnel and you probably got ate by a fucking goblin. And if you read 26, <laughs> you, away, you fucking lived. Okay. Remember them books? Yeah. If Vince Rousseau wrote a choose your own adventure book, it's a paid turn to page 22 or turn to page 26. And if you turn either one of them, there, there'd be nothing on either page <laughs> because he didn't know how to fucking end a story. He knew how to make it great and get the, eh, okay. We have this idea. Okay, Vince, what are we going to do after that? I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, just say it's all work and have Goldberg leave. Well, I mean, at this point, he essentially turned WCW into a shitty, half-assed reality show. Do you know what I'm saying? Like one of those reality shows. Oh no! One of his, yeah one one of his ideas. One of his ideas was to have Nitro, and then do a like 45 minute show after Nitro on TNT with the wrestlers not kayfabe talking about the show like 
they were doing interviews like when you see um, uh, actors do interviews about their movies and shit. No, if you want to put it into perspective now, it was like he basically in in ninety nine two thousand wanted to do the Talking Dead. Yeah. Which, if you do the Talking Dead, it's perfectly fine. Because you know, nobody, yeah, because you're watching a drama TV show and nobody's trying to convince you during that two hours that it's real. Yeah. Uh, but he wanted fucking Chris Harwick to be like, oh, let's bring up Kevin Nash. Tell us about how you feel about Goldberg not putting you over tonight. Yeah. It's like, so you want me to talk about me being mad at him about not doing something that was fake? <laughs> because I'm mad about it in real life. <sighs> All right. So, New Blood Rising, officially the worst pay per view in wrestling history. Negative like, 27 stars like, on the Aaron scale. Like, and I'm, ta- I'm talking about worse than Uncensored 95, folks. I'm talking about worse than the Wrestling Classic. Worse than the Brawl for All. Worse than the Brawl for All. It is worst. It is the worst. It is the shits. It is terrible. I Don't it watch made, it. It made my balls hurt. <laughs> <laughs> gave Aaron the herpes. Don't it's, it's, it's terrible. He said, "Don't say that." He might have a chance of getting. Well, like I said, we're gonna wrap this show up. I wouldn't make out with this show. <laughs> the the host has to poop, so we're gonna wrap the show up. Mark Brew, any parting listener or parting listeners? Hello, parting listeners. Don't part <laughs> from to the dead fans. Do not part from listening. <laughs> Mark, any parting words for our listeners this week? Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening to this. Even though we were talking about a clusterfuck and try to make it as non-clusterfuck as we could. Um, just continue to support us. Uh check out every show on the network and I really enjoy bringing you guys this content, and <laughs> this isn't scripted. <laughs> hey, that wasn't on the script. <laughs> Aaron? Um, to our dearly departed listeners, um, <laughs> just I'm sorry that you had to listen to us talk about this, and if you watched it, I'm even sorrier. Um Next week, we're talking about Fall Brawl 95, which it'll be a little bit... It's crazy to say Fall Brawl 95 will be a palate cleanser. Yes. And then, um, much like Nate's night's going to end, um, we'll end up to fall a fuckery with an eruption. <laughs> <laughs> so, Was that our first fart live? <laughs> so, I appreciate you guys listening, and just listen to all the shows. Thank you. Like the guy said, thank you. And listen to every single thing we have to offer here on the WrestleNet Radio Podcast Network. Like I said, stuff coming during the holidays to uh, to let you know what is coming up for the new year, for all the new things we're going to do media-wise, video-wise, all of that coming up. I'm very excited for it. And um, thank you for joining us. Next week, like Aaron said, Fall Brawl 1995. Um, is going to be the show we will review. It's not near as bad as this. <laughs> it's not. It's not even close. Like it, it, comparing Fall Brawl '95 and this, 
At Fall Brawl 95 is fucking WrestleMania 10 compared to this shit. So, uh, like Bobby would say, it's ice cream to horse manure. Yes, but we will still try to pick it apart, be humorous, and. Oh, I'll destroy it. it. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Boar Games next week. But thank you for joining us this week, everybody, for the Weekend Wrestle Podcast. We'll see you next time around, and have a great week, everybody. Good luck with your poops. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.